Welcome everyone to the Funbox Monster Podcast for this mutant hunt. Robot hunt. The robot, though they're mutated. Cyborg hunt. They are mutated cyborgs. So we are hunting mutants in this particular one. This is present. This is our first wizard video that yes. we've done. So, uh, so some full moon action for the first time. In my dreams, I'm a wizard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we can't do that one. That that might be a little too mainstream for us. Um, okay. So, do we want to just get right into it, or do we want to get a little background on this? So, we, obviously, we have a movie that stars Kabuki Man, which yes. is very exciting. Yep. Uh, it's it's nice to know that Kabuki Man is doing something other than the Kabuki Man series. Um, we have a movie directed by someone named Tim Kincaid. Also who, known as? Also known as <laughs> Joe Gage, uh, director of many, many, many gay porn movies. Um, to this day. Even to this day. To this his, day. To the, <laughs> he is in his 60s, probably, probably. and still directing porn. Um, he didn't get back to us on a, on a request to talk about I tried so hard to talk to him. I really wanted to get some sort of quote about yeah. Mutant Hunt, but he was not interested in talking about it, or at least to me. Boo. Boo to that, because <laughs> I there's so many I questions. Don't blame you, Tim. No, not really, but I have so <laughs> many questions about Mutant Hunt. <laughs> It doesn't matter, but I, okay, whatever. Um, so, okay, we open up this wonderful movie at Intellitrax, and we go to what is apparently a robot testing facility. We've got, uh, what, seven Delta Sevens lined up? Seven Delta Sevens lined up. Which are harmless cyborgs meant to do help us with our menial daily tasks. Yes, but in this however. in this however, in this warehouse which is clearly I mean, I'm clearly sorry, a warehouse. This is a warehouse. <laughs> science lab. <laughs> science lab. a warehouse. Um, but there is a table set up that has mannequin high arms tech, and high tech plywood <laughs> sets. <laughs> yes. You can tell that they were working on, on robots. secret particle board. Because there, <laughs> there was a, uh, yeah, there was a mannequin hand stuck yep. on something. So that's a robot lab. So that is the robot lab. <laughs> and guess what? Things go badly. Things go badly on purpose. On though. purpose. They go exactly as he planned we them meet, to. We meet our nemesis, uh, evil guy, Z. Z, who looks... Who looks like... Uh, Klaus cross, Nomi. I was going to say Klaus Nomi. A mix of Klaus Nomi and uh, a Mortal Kombat ninja. With a triangle uh, <laughs> leather thing there. That... I was going to say Klaus Nomi and an umpire. But okay, that's good too. <laughs> I like so yours. It's a cross between Klaus Nomi, Scorpion, and an umpire. <laughs> the front of it definitely has the empire, umpire okay. padding. Okay, not to cut ahead. I know. I know I'm interrupting. We always cut ahead. I know I'm killing the mood here. But do you do you think that at any point that there were two of those, or do you think that they just traded them back and oh, forth? Oh, between Domina and yeah. Z. Yeah, there's they, no way in hell. Them. There's no way in hell there were two of those outfits. Do we, I don't think we ever see no. them at the same time. You never don't. see okay. them together. And there's sometimes she's wearing it, sometimes he's wearing it. <laughs> it's just they trade it back and forth for scenes. <laughs> That's pretty great. Okay, so we've got. Uh, We've got the Delta Sevens who are kind of like Devo, Flock of Seagulls, like They German. all look the same. They're all like Kraftwerk. Like, yeah. All dressed in black with black sunglasses. Kraftwerk Terminators. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Z wants to sell these, these, these. Mind you, these robots are harmless. Or so they say. Yes. Uh, they're just, you know. Uh, they're, they're manufacturing shit tons of them. They've got five sets of 5,000 yep. or something like that yep. is what he says. 
So somehow, though, if you get the drug Euphoron, which they mentioned is being manufactured on lunar bases, um, <laughs> sure. world building, uh, they've got the Euphoron. Uh, Z is pumping these robots with Euphoron, which boosts their psycho-sex drive. It makes them confuse sex and murder. It gives them sexual gratification through murdering. People. Is that what? It, okay, is, I, I was trying to connect where the sex thing came through because they, these robots don't. No, they're sex. They don't sex, but they uh, tr they try to. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was definitely uh, a moment when they explained that. Okay, like someone someone actually comes up and is like blah 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 this thing, and it's it's like they're the dialogue scenes in this movie oh, just shit. made my. Eyes gloss over. They're yeah, so there's, dry. there's some really there's some really bad dialogue, and a lot of it doesn't make grammatical sense or plot sense. Or plot sense, yeah. Yeah, which is which is fun. I mean, this definitely seems like he might have written it in a weekend. Mm -hmm. um, although the the story behind it is definitely that he saw Blade Runner <laughs> and said, "I can do I this. can do that," and then and then proceeded to do that. Mm -hmm. so, proceeded to knock it out of the park and make an identical, maybe better version of Blade Runner. And there and now we have Mutant Hunt after years of award-winning ceremonies and everything, <laughs> you know, Mutant Hunt is now a household name. Yes. Uh, no, okay, so... Uh, My kids can't stop talking about <laughs> Did you get your kid the Mutant Hunt costume this year? <laughs> I want to be Z. I want to be Domina. Share that costume with your sister. <laughs> you, or you can't have any Euphoron cereal. Um, okay, so one robot slaps the other one to death and, like, knocks his block completely <laughs> off. It's just, like, a completely, like, just one slap and the head is just removed. And are we still in the lab? Is yeah, this... we're still in the okay. lab. And then they, the, the robots just go on a, uh, I don't know, like a mosh pit rampage, knocking, yeah. knocking down all the, uh, all the just tables. Just destroy everything. Like, oh, they don't say anything. They're mutes. No, uh, they don't say anything. So, but, but then they, then they're almost all dead, except for three of them. Yes, and those three are set out into the wild. Into the wild. And we also learn an important plot point there, which is that they have little cigarette lighters in the back of their heads mm -hmm. that they can pull out and open doors with, which is very important later on when he... Yeah, actually, it's really not that important, but it is, <laughs> it's technically a plot point. So I'm just going to say it's a plot point, and then we can move on from there. But uh, yeah, he, <laughs> it's a plot point. They do eventually use it again, but yes. not to any not to any really important end. So, uh, so what's going on now? Z brings in the doctor. Okay, they've they've trashed the warehouse, and then uh, what does Z want the doctor to do again? Build him more? Or? Yeah, yeah, he's he's like, we need to we need to get more of these things out for production, and then he's like, oh shit, this is crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't something. be giving robots drugs. Well, here's the thing: is that he's, it's like he knows what was going on, but. Then he goes back up to his lab, which is the same place yeah. with, with a desk, which is obviously they just cleared the warehouse again yeah. and then put a desk in the middle of it, which is pretty great. The sets in this movie are so <laughs> Spartans. <laughs> they're 
there's a strip club scene later on that's oh, just Jesus. a fucking silver lame sheet and our, like our three hero's spotlights. Room, our hero's room is like a, a corner of a basement painted white with a fucking samurai sword on the wall, and it's like, yep, that's our mercenary. And each one, each one of his, uh, each one of his arrows gets its own little holder. Yeah. Um, each one of the crossbow yeah. bolts has its own little holder on the wall. Uh, I love this movie, by the way. <laughs> I just want you to know. Uh, okay. So uh, we get all that. The, they trash the warehouse. They find all that stuff up. We find out that Domina is mad that Z stole the designs from her. Mm-hmm. And we also – and she she is trying her best in this part to conceal her like like super, super big Fran Drescher queen's accent and kind of failing. Yes. Um, and so the – and uh, she's also a euphoron. Junkie. She's also a junkie for euphoron. She loves the euphoron. Uh, but we, so this was a, a, a completely unimportant plot point. But is she going to die without euphoron? I don't think so. Okay. And uh, euphoron is apparently what enter, you, you take it in your ear. Is that what she's she doing? She's definitely ta- putting it in her ear. I thought she was doing nuke at first. It's oh shit. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's another, that's another 80s trope that I absolutely love is like, is like you have to create a different application. Yeah. yeah. Like, so every time you invent some new crazy drug, that's going to be the big 80s street drug. Okay, well you smoke drugs, you put Uh, drugs up your nose, ah, you fall on, it goes in your ear. It goes in your ear. Your ear drum absorbs it. You've got to butt chug this drug. (laughs) That's the only way. You've got to stand in it. It's called butt (laughs) chugging. Uh, <laughs> but Chuck is a great name for a beer, though. Um, okay, <laughs> shit. So, so basically, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he wants the doctor to manufacture more robots or something. Who cares? Yeah. The doctor's exactly. like, fucking no. And he's with his sister too, who's his, also who's also a doctor. Okay, so he, yes, so his sister is upstairs with him in his in, the lab. in his lab, and they and he punches something into the computer and realizes that there's some random element in the bloodstream or the whatever, the yellow it's, goop stream. It's euphoron. It's yes. detected in their bloodstream. Yeah. yeah, but it's more their, their pudding stream or yellow whatever yep. goop stream. <laughs> and so they realize that that's in there. He then uh, – and then he's like, oh, shit. I got to call this bounty hunter that I know the number of by heart. <laughs> and so – so they call they call Matt Riker. Matt Riker, and his sister knows who that is too. He's like, yeah, oh, we gotta call Matt Ry- Riker. Oh, you, a bounty hunter? You're gonna call <laughs> the famous Matt Riker, the most famous bounty hunter in all of whatever the hell city this is? Actually, New York. I don't know if they. I, it's really New York. It's but New I don't York. Know if it's, yeah, I assume it has some sort of like <laughs> neo New York kind of name. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yes. So they try to do that, and he doesn't answer, which is. Which is good, and then the Delta Sevens come up to the Delta Sevens come up to arrest. With Z, right? Yeah, Z. No, 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 just just one. No, there's two. There's two. There's two, and they are the most ineffectual security droids ever. So, so all of a sudden they're just like, "We're here to arrest you." The doctor's like, yells to his sister, "Run!" One robot catches him. And yep. his sister runs in high heels while the robot with the gun just spins slowly towards her and doesn't move his feet at all as she just books out the door. This is this is going to be a repeated theme throughout this yes. this movie, which is Everybody's trying to get out of this movie. All <laughs> you can fight them all you want, 
but they can only travel at very slow walking speed. So if you even jog away from them, they literally give up and go the other way. They don't even like Jason Voorhees you where they're like following slowly. They do Jason Voorhees the girl chasing her right at this point. Because she runs out of the building in her high heels and all of a sudden they're right down there on the street with her and they shoot their, they shoot their ray guns and they miss. She runs around the corner in heels the next cut, the next cut we see is those robots around the corner. They're shooting their ray guns again. They miss constantly. Uh, these unstoppable killing machines. Yes. Well, she keeps running and she runs right to Matt Riker's she, apartment. She also she knows, knows exactly, exactly where he's exactly fucking. Where Matt Riker, this guy, super bounty hunter, lives. Runs up the steps and just bangs on the door. That's that's another great like this. Another wonderful makes absolutely no sense moment because she's like, I'm going to tell you who he is, and it's like. You know where this dude lives, yeah. but you don't know that she's the brother of this guy that saved your life in the, in yep. the whatever. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Okay, <laughs> so so she gets in there, and Matt Riker has got a, a girl on the bed because he's Matt yes. Riker. Oh, because he? he is. Oh, hold on, but wait. Hold before, the phone. Hold the phone, everyone. I just have to pause because my favorite part was as she's running away, she kind of pauses by this wall. And there's graffiti on it that says, oh my god, death may be your Santa Claus. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like in giant letters. And I was, I was puzzling over that phrase for like hours. That's death, deep. That is <laughs> an amazing death giver? Maybe? Death, death may be your gift. Santa Claus. I, you got me, man. Uh, but So there's that. So we got Matt Riker with the sexy new wave lady in his bed, yeah. and he's in his tidy whities because he looks great in tidy whities. And he stays in them. And he stays for in them quite for some time. Way too long. Not the whole movie like Hard to Die. No, although that would have been <laughs> way been funnier. Right. I would have been all. <laughs> would have been all in for that movie. Matt, aren't you gonna put pants on? Riker doesn't <laughs> wear pants. There's, there's no time. <laughs> no, really, we can we can totally take time. It would be totally fine. <laughs> um, so, oh God, and this is where this is where the thing starts because I guess. This part drives me crazy, too. Okay. Because she's explaining everything. Yes. And the girl in the bed just keeps butting in. like. And she, also, she is, like, she is edited bizarrely. <coughs> and some of the things that she says are, like, on a left field. Yeah. And it's just, like, but it doesn't help at all. Like, she, she, she's there. She could not be there. And, right. And she could just, her and Matt have a conversation and everything would be fine. Like, what, and what I find especially interesting is after we find out later that she's a pleasure droid. Yep. We basically have this, so it's like, wait, this thing was programmed to be annoying and sarcastic yeah. and like fuck up our conversation. Why? Why would you program would you it to do that? that? Was it like that before too. Like, <laughs> this is insane. Oh my god, was that how it was when they were having sex? Yeah. Oh, this thing is terrible. <laughs> he did say it was like last year's model though. Yes, and I love that. Like, I feel this movie was trying to a big problem with this movie not to be a, a, a prevert here okay is its extreme lack of nudity in oh. a movie like this you expect that you want right. that kind of sleaze yeah it does this quick cutaway and she like puts it the, the pleasure droid yeah. puts her shirt on you see like a boob for less than a second and it's yep. just like why even bother cutting away for that <laughs> that was i actually thought that was kind of bizarre and like i've never seen that in a movie like this before where it was like 
there's enough nudity that someone would censor it, but not on purpose. I wonder if it was like one of those De La Rentes things, because I know that Dino De La Rentes had a clause, at least according to Sam Raimi, mm -hmm. that you had to show breasts twice or you wouldn't be able to get distribution. Ah. There was some sort of, he had some sort of like drive-in movie. Drive-in sleaze deal. Yeah. Right, yeah, where it's basically like, like no. what the people want. Like, if this movie is complete garbage, if there's boobs, someone will at least pick it up mm -hmm. for like a showing at some shitty drive-in. Yeah. And maybe that was, I mean, this is probably around the same era where it's like, in order for distribution, they needed something. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do exactly the bare minimum. And it's like, top oh, of the did on two, two, in, two instances, and then we're done. Yep. <laughs> but, okay, so we have that. Oh. She gets thrown out the window. She the gets, yeah, the, the, the Delta 7s the come Delta in. The Delta 7s break in. Oh, first... I'm, I'm sorry. Are these even the Delta 7s, or are these earlier robots? Because they then say, oh, those oh, the guys. robots have a tele... Psychic. Right, because they like those guys come in, they they beat them up, and he's and she's like, well, these guys were kind of a pushover, and she's like, those guys were nothing. The Delta Sevens are ten times stronger, oh, really? and so Which apparently, apparently those were Delta Sixes, okay. maybe. I don't know. Still roided out on yeah. Euphoron. No idea what the deal was. To, and the fight scene's great though. All the fights in this movie look like <laughs> dances. They like, look they look like they're. They're shot in slow motion. They're preposterous. Yeah, everybody's like trying to be careful not to hurt everybody. <laughs> and this whole fight scene in the apartment is is Riker and his whitey tighties. <laughs> <laughs> and and the robot's so slow. So so Riker pulls a shotgun off his wall, points it at the robot. Click. It's not loaded. Ah shit! The robot's still still coming towards him. He has enough time to grab his crossbow, <laughs> load grab an arrow from its own, grab the bolt from its own little quiver on the wall, <laughs> load that in. That takes out the unstoppable cyborg. And that kills it. Yep. It dies. And another robot gets, uh, he tackles it and handcuffs him to a radiator. Oh, like, what kind of unstoppable killing machine? Can't be pulled out. What's that happen? <laughs> I think my favorite part of that was like the, I don't know if that scene was supposed to be played for comedy or not. Because they cut to a table. So. Yeah. And it's like, weapon, 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 handcuffs. And he's like, handcuffs? And it's like, <laughs> motherfucker, you had like three weapons on that table you could have grabbed, and you were like, eh, handcuffs. So the robot's handcuffed to the radiator. Where is this part still happening in the fight? Does he free himself? Yeah. Yes, he so, cuts his hand well, off. One of the cool things in this movie, or <laughs> I just, I can only imagine, like, this was a cool idea the director had, where it's just like, I want these robots to have stretchy arms. Like, <laughs> like their arms, like, stretch arms going. Like, it just, it's like a telescoping arm. And, I mean, and, and it's, it's, it's the a, cover art. It's the cover art as well. And it only happens twice yeah. in the whole movie. Uh, maybe three times. But so the no, robot's just two, just I think. Two. So the robot's handcuffed to the radiator. And we get this great effect shot of just a forearm going against the wall with the camera following it. <laughs> so we know that this arm's stretching. We we get the ludicrous wide shot of this where we actually I mean, see it. So the robot's handcuffed with one hand, telescopes its arm up to grab a machete on the wall. Comes back down, hacks his own hand off. <laughs> he, the other, as far as like, like bad, <laughs> bad shots, bad. Him hacking the he starts, so he starts <laughs> cutting it off, and it's in front of the, it's in front of his shackle. Yeah, he starts cutting in front of the handcuff for one, and, and this unstoppable killing machine takes like five six or six whacks to, to take off his to take one off hand. His hand. Like, and uh, I think it would so much more effective. It was just <laughs> exactly, and then when it actually cuts away. The hand is stuck to the to the 
the shackle, so it's as though he cut behind the, the handcuff mm-hmm. instead. So, eh. And then we get one of my favorite movie tropes where he, where he holds up his severed hand yeah. arm and it's elongated completely. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, in, in defense of this movie, the squirting, like, gross yellow fluids are mm-hmm. awesome. They are. That's like... That is one of my it's one like of my favorite trauma slime. Like, yeah, it's just good. It's very. It's definitely very trauma y. This movie. It's like somebody was like, "Hey, what about if we just took that scene from RoboCop where the guy gets covered in nuclear waste yep. and then explodes and, in the car hood and make him the hero of the movie? <laughs> just <laughs> let's just make it all about that and we'll just get like six of those dudes and have <laughs> them running around melting everywhere." <laughs> Which is great. I mean, that is an idea that I probably would have run with if I was if I was in charge of such things. Um, okay. So they defeat the robots. That's the robot that comes back later to help them too. Yes. Right. The hand cut off. He changes the thing. Must be. I, I don't know who they would have left there. My attention just kept wandering. It could so have been any much. of them because it was almost. It almost seemed as though they were implying that it was the one. That, that he was still shackled to the wall, but it obviously he wasn't. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, my guess is that it's the one that he uh, he hit with the electrocuted his face because oh, obviously yep. he's missing his face. Yep. Oh, so yeah. I, my guess is that it's the guy that he shoved the lamp in his face and he melted. I watched this movie completely sober, which is a mistake. bad call. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you really needed a good dose of euphoron. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, I don't even know where we are now. So so Matt's hooked up with the doctor, the female doctor that's on the run, who I want to say, fun fact, can't confirm, is Jeff Fahey's sister. What? So I looked up who this doctor, what, else this doctor right. what else this doctor was in. Her name's Mary Fahey. She's yes. only been in two movies. The other movie she was in was also from Tim Kincaid and also starred Jeff Fahey. Looking up Jeff Fahey, I couldn't find oh, brother sister's names, but man. he's got 13 siblings. Holy shit. So the, the odds are in favor that Mary Fahey is Jeff Fahey's sister. And also, I have and a... Jeff Fahey, I know you're listening. Just, if you can call us, I can confirm <laughs> That us. would be great. I'm sure he must have your cell phone number ready. <laughs> um, another fun Love fact... Jeff Fahey. Yeah, who doesn't? Another fun fact that I don't actually know anything about, uh, the, the, the actress who plays Domina or whatever her mm-hmm. name is, um, is she... The person from Robot Holocaust. Do uh, you know? I believe she is. Because she has a pseudonym in it, this. She's like Stormy Runoff or something. Oh yeah. Well, um, I was looking up a lot. Of, a lot of the actors in this have been in Tim oh, Kincaid's yeah, yeah, yeah. other movies. Yeah. He's one of those uh, stable directors. Yes. He's got his. He's got his peeps. That's yeah. great. I. There were actually like a list of ones that I hadn't seen, and so mm-hmm. now I really want to go through and watch yep. all of them because if they're as insane as this movie, I want to see them all. I like Choice Stop Men sounds like a good one. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I bought it. I assume yeah. it's something that I'm into. Hey, I like trucks. I like. <laughs> it's like Maximum Overdrive with dicks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that he uses my quote on the cover. I would proudly yes. donate that quote to any of your movies if you're listening to this. Or you uh, just want to return our calls. Or if you just want to return our calls, because we will totally put an interview with you in something else, because yes. your body of work is awesome. Um, let's see. We go down to Club Inferno. Oh, yes. The, I, already, I already spoiled what Club Inferno looks yeah. like. 
uh, it is literally that that piece of silver fabric hung behind her and four garage lights. Yeah. And that's it. She shows up with, like, silk over her face, and you think that she's, like, a monster or something horrible. Like, you see this stripper, and it's like, ah! And we're a mutant, huh? What the fuck is this thing? And then she takes it off, and she's just, like, a normal, attractive yeah. woman. It's like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. To where this movie commits another movie nudity sin, strip dance with no nudity. Fascinatingly no, like... I mean, 99% of movies would at least be like, and now she's down to a bikini. Yeah. So that she's like a stripper. Yeah, yeah nothing. They, they call her a like dancer of the seven veils or something is what he <laughs> that he says. I don't know if he was just being sarcastic. And she's just wearing a bodysuit with a lot of holes cut in it. Yeah. Like, and her dances. Un- unless the whole thing is her act. What if well, every single time she gets up on stage... She gets into a fight. Yeah, <laughs> those two guys were friends. That's <laughs> those guys were fascinating too. Uh, oh, did you recognize the other punker? Was it no. Hitler, the Hitler punk from Class of Newcomb High? No fucking way. Yeah. He had the uh, same hairstyle and everything. I was like, "Fuck is that guy?" And I started as like racking my brain. I oh remembered my Class of Newcomb. God, I looked it up right. and it was him. Yeah. Because all I could think when I was watching that, because so many people in this looked like... Uh, uh, Chris McNamee is his name. I brought, nice. I brought the notes. This Good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I was thinking that it was the dude from uh, Decline of Civilization Part 2. Ah. The, the Metal Years, that dude. Well, at first I saw him and I was like, where's that punk? And then I remember the, the mustache and I was like, yes. oh, that's Jimmy Hitler. And then I was like, no, no, that's Blood Diner. Like, I was thinking Fuck. it was Blood Diner at first. Then I, you know... Hitler punks were just running through that's my brain, <laughs> and then I put it together. Which Hitler punk Which was Hitler it? Which Hitler punk was it? Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, wow. How did I not... Wow. I am disappointed in myself. You best uh, hope Uncle Lloyd is not listening. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Uncle Lloyd is not listening. He does not care. Wait till you read my interview with Uncle Lloyd to hear how little he cares. It'll be in the next Funbox Monster magazine, and... Uh, it may sound like I'm interviewing a suicidally depressed man, but I'm not. He was uh, he was on a lot of cold medication when we did our interview, so it's interesting. In order to preserve his reputation, I'm going to be cutting a lot of it out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> so. So either way, we find out the stripper is also a bounty hunter and friends yes. with Matt Riker, and uh, she she gets briefed on what's going down. Yep. And uh, she says, hey, we're going to have to recruit this other guy, Felix. Yep. Is Felix in town? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's going to he's gonna have some... I love the dialogue. He's like, is, is, is Felix in town? Yeah, he is. Call her him and get him. We need some call weapons. Her, call her him. Call her him. Well, you're not arresting the guy. You're asking him. What? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> but either way, it turns... So the amount of research that these guys do, even with their magical, like, internet gauntlets... Um, they don't know that sitting right next to them is the ex-head of the fucking oh, yeah, it's Domino, robot right? He's a- building thing that they're going after. Like, literally this woman who would be basically the Bill Gates or maybe the Steve Wozniak <laughs> of this world. She's like unbelievably like she's created all of these robots that everyone in the world uses there's tens of thousands of them everywhere that people are using in oil fields and everywhere but she's just sitting in this uh, not strip club this this, like spandex wearing club a garage yeah and doing euphoron at the bar always euphoron always euphoron 
And Year she four. overhears their whole plan because she's sitting, like, touching them, yeah. basically. She's so close that she's not only in frame when they're shooting them, like, I think she's literally touching one of the <laughs> one of the people. And then I love this part, that she, she calls her robot secretary, whose name is Hydro, uh, to get her in touch with Z, instead of just... No, calling, calling Z. Z. <laughs> Hydro, put me in touch with Z. Yes. I So I got really confused because I couldn't, again, sound quality issues in this movie. So I kept thinking that she was talking to different people. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking that the names were different. That it was like, she'd say Turbo or Hydro. And, then some, and I thought they were all like American Gladiator names the whole time. <laughs> and I was really excited that all those like little Devo robots Nitro. had... Yeah, exactly. That one of them's named Nitro, one of them's named Turbo, one of them's Zap. (laughs) But alas, I guess it turns out that it was just. So she calls. She calls. She warns Z, right? Yes. People are after. Well, she's she's basically. Or she tells him that people are hunting his. She's extorting Z because she wants. She wants fifty fifty kilos of euphoron, and uh, and he says. That's a lot of ear. (laughs) He says. 50 kilos, you'll be dead by sunset. As though he doesn't understand the concept of not literally doing all the drugs at once. Somebody puts 25 pounds of cocaine in front of him and he's like, guess I gotta do it. (laughs) If he's at a bar, I've got to drink all the beer. I'm sorry, I just has to, (laughs) I can't stop until it's all gone. I'm surprised that he's alive. Um, So, okay, we got that. Uh, And so, he's... He's now aware that uh, that Matt Riker and his pals are on the trail. Yes. And so, with Matt Riker and his pals on the trail, he sicks one of his one of his Delta Sevens on the stripper. God, I'm, I can't call her a stripper. Uh, she's an she's a bounty hunter. She's a sure ba- well, she is a she she's is a bounty a, hunter. She's, she's ex- a tough woman who passes tests. That's what she says. She's also a, I mean, she's an exotic dancer. Is that what I mean? I think she was undercover for something. No, because, like... I can was, make up my own plot points. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. <laughs> but, I mean, they definitely... She lists that as one of her, like, of, as who she is as a person. Yeah. So... Uh, well, that was that great dialogue where she said, that, like, I'm a fully accredited person. I passed tests. I passed tests. And he's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I just don't wish I needed your help. I'm yeah. a fully accredited person. I passed tests. And then, and then Felix says, she, we all need help sometimes. Oh. I was like, okay, great. Like, yeah, that, what was his what was his really shitty uh, 80s quote? Oh, excuse me for living. <laughs> was this, when he saves her life and she gets mad that she's saved by a man. So the, uh, so yeah, so Z, so Z sends out one of his baddies there after them and it goes to fight Felix and her. Yes, well, it and, goes, and the, it goes to fight her and then she's chased by it and she calls him on a big yellow phone on the wall. Oh, that's he right. has a magical earpiece that's like earphone. like a magical earphone and she's still you, got a... You phone? <laughs> oh my God, exactly. <laughs> Everything goes in your ear in this movie. <laughs> uh, and so she's running because she can obviously run away from these things because yep. they are fucking slow as hell. And so she gets away from it, makes a phone call, and says, "If you don't get here, I'm going to be on a slab." Yeah. So then, so then she's fighting this robot and kind of holding her own. She's holding her Felix own. Felix runs around the corner, sees it, and then just stands there. Which is going to be a thing with uh, Felix. Another running thing. The, oh in my god! At the is, end, yeah. Felix is bad. Like <laughs> that, that straight up. Like I would it's never. Like, yeah, I would it, never speak to him again after no. that. 
ever. <laughs> but this movie uh, has this, this this horrible repeating concept of, of fight scenes uh, where people are fighting. The people that aren't fighting aren't showing any emotion. They're not yeah. like, whoa, they're not saying, get him. They're just standing there lifeless. And that's what Felix does when yeah. he runs up, sees her fighting, and then he's just running to save her, and then he just stands and then stops and then says, hey, cut her some slack. Yep. <laughs> and basically with that volume and that inflection, yeah. hey, Cut her some slack. A robot's about to murder your and friend. The, and the robot's like, huh, puts her down and then goes after him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will cut her some slack because Felix asked me to. Because <laughs> that's just the power of Felix. And they do some ballet dancing. Yeah. Well, okay. And also, in Felix's defense, that guy actually has moves, unlike everybody else in this movie. And he's Great also... Great fighter and can run like hell. And he's also the fight coordinator for Oh, now I have a little less respect for him. Yeah, so fun fact, he can kick good, he can't bump shit out. He cannot choreograph a fight. Uh, no, not He well. can kick higher than I can. He can, he's, but, oh, he's yeah. very good at when what he When he's not does. standing around doing nothing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so basically yeah. they fight the robot a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they run away from the robot, and the robot just punches a cement pillar. He's like, yeah, let's fight this robot. And yeah. she's like, you she's shouldn't like, fight this robot. It's and super then, strong. And then he punches a cement pillar. And he's like, he breaks some cement. And, and he's then like, they're like, all right, you're right. We shouldn't fight this robot. So they run away. And then he's and like. And then the robot goes, just walks away in the other direction. Yeah, because. What kind of end fight scene is that? Everybody just great. walks away. Everybody robot, just wants out of this movie. The robot always <laughs> walks away. Like, if he sees somebody running, he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm defeated. That's <laughs> always, that's the robot's response to everything. He's he's like, well, I can't run, so fuck this. I'm going somewhere else. I got murders to do. Yeah. So after that, they go back to uh, Felix's joint there to get the, uh, yes. the weapons. What? To get to, they, they, they called well, Felix up for weapons, and he gave him what a fucking tracking device and a drug sniffing little wind up robot. Yeah, I thing that I still don't understand. What it does. Yeah, well, it spoiler, blows up, I guess. And spoiler alert for the end. So they give this, they give the, they give the female bounty hunter uh, this euphoria of euphoron tracker that can track anything over ten kilos of euphoron. It looks straight up like a Happy Meal wind up. <laughs> Oh, the the bombs. Yeah. Yeah, but her little wristwatch. Oh, her tracker. She has a tracker. And she's like, okay, I'm going to go find it later on. And then she winds up at the company where they keep it. And it's like, yeah, of course it's there. That's literally, where the fuck else would it be? There's no other place for it to be. It's one of two locations in this whole movie. And it comes straight from the lunar base. Straight from the lunar base, right to Intellex. Yep. Intelltrack. 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 It's spelled Intelltrack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, sure. Intelltracks. Got it. Intelltracks flows. Yes. It's a nice name. Yeah. And <laughs> so we have that. Uh, oh, so they get all that stuff, and then they're like, all right, cool. They mention right before this, they say, there's been four murders in 85 minutes from these things. Mm-hmm. So, like, these things are, like, killing people, like, Fast. Killing the people that don't walk away. Right. So they are just like murdering people mm-hmm. like crazy. And so, of course, at this point, they decide to stop and have sex. Yep. Oh, because no. I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote down one of the lines. Uh, oh, yeah. Riker shows up to uh, Elaine's house. Am I invited in? I thought we were mutant hunting. I thought we were. She delivers. I thought they were mutant hunting too, strangely. I think oh, I was deceived. The titular line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And so, and this is interesting because at this point, this is where I don't know if his mics start malfunctioning or what's going on, but from here on out, my audio had wind blowing in the microphones. Oh, really? I, like, I didn't notice that, but I did notice another movie nudity sin where we get a sex scene with no nudity that doesn't go anywhere. Yep. Doesn't like, go anywhere. Fucking movie. Know your audience. Yes. <laughs> they roll over. And then, and also, their pillow talk was all about mutants. Yep. Which was also which was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> um, so we have them, we have them doing all of this, and then it cuts to another couple making out in a doorway. After it cuts to an old woman yelling at somebody uh, yes. for no reason. No, for no reason. No reason. She's like, "Hey, Annabelle, get home! It's two a.m." And she's not even yelling to the people that we're going to. No, I think honestly. I think that might have been a mistake. I think they might have cut that in by accident because that's she, the same the thing ending. they do at the end. Yep. Like I would not be surprised to find out that that literal, like that edit, total mistake, was an yep. actual <laughs> mistake, and that that piece was not supposed to be in there. Does but this movie either, have a commentary? Do you know? It doesn't. I doesn't? haven't found one okay. anywhere. I have I have Full Moon's DVD release of it. Yep. But there's nothing on it. It's got zilch. There's an intro by Charles Band, and he doesn't even talk about the movie. He talks about something else. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're about to watch that Mutant Hunt, but have you heard of Puppet me, Master 10? But let me tell you about Puppet Master. <laughs> that first one was pretty good, right? <laughs> Guys? This time Slade's got a red face. It's crazy. Uh, okay, so there's this, there's this couple making out in a city doorway. Yep. And so you absolutely know, if you've ever lived in a city... That that is a hobo toilet that they're making out in. <laughs> that that place is just like it's neat. gotta smell like pee. Oh, smell like. I mean, they are sitting. If, if they did not have hepatitis when they went in there, <laughs> they do now. You're in sterile. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but the poop is not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so the cyborgs at this point, you've got a bunch of yeah. All the cyborgs are starting to melt. Like you're starting yeah, to really well, see right. them like. Postulate the, uh, the euphoron apparently mutates yes. them, hence the name mutant hunt. Apparently, right. yes, and not. I mean, straight not up, cyborg straight hunt. up, they're hunting cyborgs. But they're mutants. But since cyborgs. they're melting, I guess they're mutants. Yes, um, and it's also such a strange. Uh, why the other part of this that that is like. I don't even have this problem. A lot of people have that uh, that like mouth noise problem, like somebody eating cereal or whatever grosses <laughs> them out. Pie. Yeah, or you know <laughs> anything just kind of grosses them out. Uh, I don't, but this movie does bother me for like the amount of like like it's just oh yeah. gross, like little drippy things yeah. constantly in the soundtrack, and some of them are like literal foley drips. And some of them are like digital Moogafire drips. Like mm -hmm. part of the, the synth sounds are like... <laughs> oh, God. Everything's gross and slimy sounding in the soundtrack. So kudos to them. But also, this is, this is the part where the soundtrack stops being all of the stuff from the beginning. And as soon as the cyborgs are introduced, it gets super techno-y. And it's literally the chorus to that fucking NRBQ song combined with synchronicity by the police. It's uh, me and the boys. It's that. And then. Well, the music was done by Stuart Copeland. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. It was NRBQ and Stuart Copeland on the soundtrack. You could tell. That may be fake. 
The, <laughs> no, we were totally making that up. <laughs> really shocked Michelle with that information. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Sting is actually one of the mutants. <laughs> oh my god! I will kill him. Oh, he would actually he would he, talk. He would be pretty good though because have he could have his leather thong from yeah. Dune, and he could fit in with the uh, Captain Underpants there. Um, <laughs> oh shit! This is where this okay. This for this cyborg shows up, and he delivers my favorite line of the movie. Uh, well, outside of. Oh shit, we didn't even talk about the space shuttle sex space murder. Space shuttle sex murder. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so not my favorite line of the movie. So apparently they can detain people for 72 hours. The Federation passed that after, after the, the space shuttle sex murder. <laughs> there were So this is this movie should have been called Burying the Lead. Yeah. We're like running around after these boring, slow-moving cyborgs, and they had space shuttle sex murders that we could have been talking about this whole time. I, I think like I said, I think it's this movie's attempt at <laughs> world building, it just gives these like Euphorons being manufactured on the lunar bases and coming down here. Apparently there's moon bases. Apparently there's space shuttle sex birds. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's seriously, with their, their ability to build realistic sets, we could have had a space <laughs> shuttle. And it was... <laughs> uh, okay, but <laughs> my second favorite line gets delivered here, which is, Don't get me steamed, cyborg. <laughs> So our hero is fighting a cyborg. Says, "Don't get me steamed, Wait, cyborg." He's fighting the cyborg that killed the the kids, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. When the kids got killed, I do want to say that there was a blood splatter. Oh, that was that was awesome. Yes. And we see like a uh, head getting ripped off in the silhouette. Yeah. And the blood hit the wall, and that just legitimately looked good. It did, and and I got also a, I got a few positives. There are a lot of positives in this movie, especially when so it comes to gore. Says you. Yes. I like. I love. It's too gory for the silver screen. Apparently, uh, the animatronic at the end for the the, the cable awesome. controlled face of so the, that guy. It's great. Yeah. That is like that. A genuinely good looking special I, I effect that is gross and awesome. You watch, what like it? Yeah. The whole movie is only seventy four minutes. It right. feels like it's three hours. Yes. Uh, so around hour two and a half, we get introduced <laughs> to the falling apart cyborg. Yeah. And it and it took me by surprise because it legitimately looks awesome. It looks great. It it reminded me of um, class of nineteen ninety nine. Yes. That? Like, that's what it reminded me of too. Those looked awesome too when they're yep. getting beat. It's like it's just and, damn good ripped up robot effect. And and in the in defense of it being still hilarious. Uh, also, when they have him, he's a cable-controlled head. Yep. Obviously, he's got animatronics that are probably just all cable controls. Uh, but the arms are human arms, so everything he does is like one of those like improv acts where someone else is your hands. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically like the Swedish chef. And so sometimes he'll just do stuff with that hand that looks like it's supposed to be comedy. <laughs> and or like making oh you're da -da 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 -da, just like Swedish chef stuff. Which is great. So the combination of the two, looking really good and then sometimes being fucking hilarious, is like some of my favorite stuff in the world. Oh, also, there's that scene where Riker beats up the robot after it kills the kids, and then apparently he cuts it up? Yeah. Like, he, we don't see that. He gets freaking weird on that robot. But we don't see any of it. 
What's like he kills it, and then it's like the next shot. He's standing up it, and it's like hands cut off, its legs are well, gone. Like no, you right? see him rifling through it. Yeah. Like there's a scene where I was like, is he stealing its wallet? What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. And then he's got like his hand inside its ass, basically, and it's like, what? I don't oh, know what's no happening gate. here. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that didn't occur to me either. Huh? Okay, so maybe it's that. Maybe he's what's known as a clunky. <laughs> Did I make up that term? I'm not sure. Sure. <laughs> you be the judge. You be the judge. You know what? Research it on the internet yourself. <laughs> Preferably not at your work computer. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so is clunky really? I want to look at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just don't ask. No. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, just wasn't clear where you cut. Yeah, well, he does. And I think that's the one that survives at the end. I think that not only that, not only did he disassemble this thing into its component fucking gears, mm -hmm. that's the only one that lives. That like, I think the, No, I think the one that's like messing with the kid at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's him. Oh, yeah. So it, it's like, wow, even like that didn't work very well. Shit, spoiled the ending. <laughs> oh, crap, spoiled the ending. <laughs> no, okay, so... Next up, we find out that Z has not delivered the euphoron that uh, Dominatrix, uh, or whatever her name Domino. is. Domino. Domino. Yeah. Uh, yes, that she wanted. And so now she's pissed, and she wants revenge. And she has her super monster something something that yes. she's going to set loose. Oh, the Delta 8. The Delta 8. Oh, before we get to that, though, we had the fight with the Asian guy. Oh, my God. So we see this uh, Asian guy who looks kind of like Ernie Ray's Jr. from... Yeah. Ninja Turtles 2 there, closing up shop, mm -hmm. taking the trash out. And we're like, oh, this is going to be a fun kind of kung fu fight. Yep. It kind of was. I mean, except Again, for the... Asian guys got moves. The choreography is yeah. terrible. Well, I mean, it's just that the it's just that the robots are terrible. Yep. The and... robot picks him up and like is going to like bane him on the knee, but then he just like he sets him down so gently. Okay. Here I will say in defense of this, no stunt guys got hurt. Yes. You know? This was the movie. That's important. This was the movie where all the stunt guys got away bruise-free. <laughs> like, like a stunt guy strike. No more dangerous <laughs> stunts. No more dangerous stunts. So yeah, but yeah, he, oh, he, they but, have the ballet dance, and then he does a Raiden move. I was gonna he say. He does that. He straight up does he the Raiden. He straight up does the, the Raiden Ah, oh, so good. Hits, hits the cyborg. The doesn't. cyborg doesn't do anything. The cyborg just turns around after that, and then and the guy the guy runs off. He's like, "Okay, well, I guess I guess if my Raiden move didn't work, then I'm gonna run off." Yep. Cyborg walks away. Cyborg in just a turns direction. around and walks off again. It's movie. <laughs> I think that they might resolve have... a fight scene, or or why wouldn't the robot kill the guy? We it's a horror movie. We want bloodshed. I think why does everybody just keep walking away? Okay, my theory is that this was originally supposed to be a play. And that they ended the scenes, and you were supposed to assume that they were both dead at the end, and that they were just walking off, and the curtain had closed in their version. It just makes no sense. So many people live after these robot attacks that don't matter. They're not no, characters. They're, like, it wouldn't matter if they died. And right. since it's a horror movie that's claiming it's too gory for the And they're also screen, supposed to be, they're implying that all these people are dying, but nobody is. Yeah. There were Why wouldn't they show more gore? <laughs> Why wouldn't these no characters that don't have a reason to live just die? Good question. Damn, uh, we called you, dude. Wow. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, answer my email. <laughs> so anyway, Domino's got Riker. Uh, I don't remember how, but he's tied up. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so he gets one of the one of the Revenge of the Nerds cyborgs is like is on the <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're literally dressed like the Revenge of the Nerds Devo bit. Uh, catches him on the stairway, points a gun at him, and says, "I would suggest that it would be advantageous for you to not question what I'm doing and to come with me because I have something." <laughs> it's just like, "Shut up! Just say come with me." I've got robot feet. <laughs> yeah. So. So he goes with him, and then uh, Drusilla ties him up to the thing. God, what is her name? Domina. 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 I kind of forget that constantly. Domina. It's Latin for domino. <laughs> it's plural for <laughs> domino. Uh, so has him tied up in chains, and he's hung up the ceiling. And then an important plot point that goes so far. <laughs> she implants a bomb in his brain. And then instantly backs off and takes it out. <laughs> she, she, she gets real for two minutes. She's like, you're going to do this or stop. And I've got this bomb in your neck. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me, oh, where uh, yeah. where the doctor is. And where he's, the, like, he's like, I'll okay. tell you if you take this bomb out of my neck. And and then she's like, <laughs> I love this. Okay. She's like, okay. And she takes it out. And she's he's, like, did you take it out? She's like, yes. Did you really take it out? Yes. yes. Are, you Are you sure, sure you took it out? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to have to believe you, and then punches her in the face. Somehow, he's tied up, he gets his hand, he just knocks her right out. It's like, you were just tied up. <sighs> Why did you... Why would him? you even let her put the bomb in your neck? Maybe he was unconscious. God. <sighs> call us, Tim. Yeah, seriously, Tim, call us. <laughs> there is definitely a chance that he'll listen to this. Now I'm feeling a little guilty. Um, okay. So... We've uh, we get to the point where she has tracked the Euphoron to this to back to Intellitrax. Well, she uh, we go um, Intellitrax. Intel. The robot comes to the doctor's apartment. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where we have her in the shower. Well, with the, no nudity. The robot doesn't come to the apartment because it's the because that is that's Matt's apartment. Yeah. And so he's one of the robots that was dead on the floor. Mm-hmm. He has reconstructed himself or whatever he turned back on because he reached into the back of his throat and pulled a glowing light out and so now he's active again yeah why ever that is so we've got the lead doctor in the shower yes with no nudity so we have a shower scene with no nudity a sex scene with no nudity a strip club scene with no nudity yep (laughs) and know your audience he did at least hit all the beats if this was going to be g-rated he was really (laughs) and also when she exits the shower to grab her towel yes you can see her bathing suit top oh wow i totally (laughs) missed that um (laughs) so we've got that and then he he's awake but now he's no longer evil yes he's uh, he's, he's he's a sympathetic robot. He this is where the sad it's robot tragedy. story starts, it's and tragedy. it's yeah. it's kind of weird because this part is actually kind of a bummer. Yeah, because he's like, he's, just he's like, falling apart, and he's basically just like I'm in pain. I am in pain. I don't want to kill. These yeah. drugs made me do this. Only you can stop this and turn yeah. off my pain. That's just a comment. That's a bummer. Um, and so. And also he says, don't worry, I'm homicidally inactive until about 6.30 or something like that. (laughs) Oh, hey, you can trust me. My murder setting is on an alarm, (laughs) but I really, really don't want it to go off. (laughs) Yeah. You know, 
I cannot hit the snooze button. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a heads up. That is a terrible first date line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm homicidally inactive until approximately 6.30. I've got reservations for five, <laughs> so we should have plenty of time. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, no dessert. Oh, but this is interesting, though. Because uh, this is this is where the, the trauma punks show up again. Yes. So... Trauma punks show up and they think everybody in the world has euphoron. They are 100% convinced that every human being that they encounter is like full of euphoron. They see a melty cyborg and they're like, get his euphoron. Let's get his drugs. And it's like, how? Why would you assume that he has drugs? Well, or how would you get them? Is he? I mean, it, are, well, is I was going to say. Blood? Well, okay. Or the yellow that stuff? was what I was thinking. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe they think that they can get the, the euphoron out of him. And then, once Felix shows up, beats up the robot, kills it, mm -hmm. then the punks look at him and they go, hey, get his euphoron. <laughs> and it's like, not everybody has euphoron. Like, really, I don't, what is your deal? <laughs> so they do that. After they've seen him kill a murderous cyborg, they're like, well, that cyborg beat us up. They should know that by the transitive property, Felix is about to beat them up. Which he does, but like, then oh. beats him up, then just stands there, and they just get up and walk away. And walk away. <laughs> That's, uh, yep. Okay, I need some water. Hold on, everybody. We're going to pause for just two minutes. <laughs> just a quick break to tell you guys that this podcast is sponsored by Coast City Comics. Coast City Comics is your only independent, 100% independent comic shop. We are working for only us. We are doing, we're making all of our stuff. We're crafting the comic books by hand. We're weaving little, little looms. And actually, none of that is true. But we are really, really independent. And we need your money and we need your help and we need support from you guys. And it's awesome that you guys support us and we want you to keep doing it. Um, all of our shirts are made in house. All of our pins and patches and all these things, we make all this stuff. And. To keep doing that, we need a bunch of people to continue to come by, and uh, so keep doing that. I know, this sounds like a fucking NPR thing, doesn't it? I don't mean to pledge drive yells, but uh, you know what? Maybe I do. Maybe if you enjoy programs like this, and if you enjoy things like the Funbox Monster Emporium magazine, and things like, I don't know, all the other crap that we do, which is a lot of crap. We do so much stuff. Guys, so much stuff. Come and support us. Come play pinball. Come go to our website. Purchase some things from our website. There's got to be something you're looking for. We put all sorts of stuff up on there. Visit CoastCityComics.com. Check out our comic selection, which is pretty vast. If there's something on there that you don't see, give us a call at the store, 207-899-1505, and maybe somebody at the store can help you out. Um, we're open 11 to 8 every day. And, you know, we got some cool things. We do some cool stuff. You guys... We're pretty great. Come see us. All right. I think we figured out where we are now. Um, we're back. Yes, we're back. Uh, so... We have we actually get back to the, the another Bond villain scene where we've got the doctor tied up 
at the Intellitrax World Headquarters. Where, which actually looks cool. Like yeah. The, uh, looks like a... Where were they shot at? They didn't looks build. like a Pink Floyd album cover. It does. It, it looks does. really cool. Tons of cement balconies. All yeah. Yeah, super right awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Z's, Z's totally pontificating Bongo yeah. in style with Paul and, tied up to the table. And this is, this is what's interesting, though. I, like, I, I did think it was cool that... We got a male damsel in distress, so instead of a yeah, like it was definitely a gender reversal, which I thought was kind of cool. I didn't even think of that, but it's cool. So that's that's kind of a good moment. But he's like, I've got all these cyborgs, and they're being shipped all over the yes. world, and they're all going to be jacked on you for on and be unstoppable right. killing machines. Well, no, he has. I think he was saying that he has these cyborgs already everywhere. He's got all the cyborgs that are working in the oil fields and all the ones that are working in blah blah blah, and he's going to ship you foron oh, everywhere because he because he's all been. Of it. He's, he's been, been buying it up. He's been Straight buying it off the streets. From the moon so. to yeah, but also he's been buying it from all the drug dealers oh. and from everyone else. So he's literally like depleted the city's supply of Euphoron. Gotcha. And now he controls it all. So because if anybody else had it, then they could just make killer robots whenever they felt like it. Yep. He wants to be the only one who can make killer robots. And so uh, and so we get the slight payoff for uh, for finding out that there's a lighter in the back of these robots' heads that can open doors. They're like, oh no, how are we going to get to this place yep. that's completely insignificant that we get to? And the damaged android is and like, the, oh, I've like, like, got a thing in my neck. Let me do this. <laughs> and you can get underneath this tunnel. And then they get underneath the tunnel. And then they get to the place that they're going. And it really, <laughs> really was not the most exciting no. development. Okay. So, <laughs> I love this. Right here I have a <laughs> – my note just says, I don't know why they're wandering around. <laughs> my, oh, oh, right, the scientist guy. <laughs> my next note says, Z runs around throwing cherry bombs at Fahey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that was the other thing. Okay, so um, so this is where Domina sets loose the Delta-8. Yes. So we get her like – you know, we just we have keep the, seeing the back of this like mummy, mummy looking thing. thing. Yeah, and uh, and so she's like, okay, well, fine, fuck this dude. I'm gonna set this thing loose and murder everybody. Yeah, and she's like, this is ten <clears throat> times stronger than the Delta right. Seven, and it's got eight hundred times more euphoria. So much euphoria, so but much she crazy can't find hell. any. She gave it all to the Delta Eight. Yeah, it's very sad. You know, there's a there's a lesson in this for all of us. Don't give your massive <laughs> Jason monster all of yes. your drugs. Um, and so she she sets him loose, but not before getting naked and feeling him up. Like, getting really gross yep. and creepy and feely with him. And then she's like, okay, cool. Take off. And then so he does. And he definitely does – he is definitely a Jason-type character. Like, they, they kind he's of – He's a heavy. He's a, he's a big dude, and he's got – like, his face is melted to pretty much look like a, a big, gooey Jason mask. Mm -hmm. So he really does, like, look he's like ugly. Jason Voorhees. He's uh, so stupid looking. <laughs> he's, he's, got, like, he's got, like, a flap of, like, latex a, in the makeup over the half of his mouth. He's like, Barrr. Annoying. He's got <laughs> such a derpy face. <laughs> uh, and he is no different, though. Than any of the other deltas, <laughs> he lumbers around. They kick him, he falls they down. Kick they him, punch he falls him, he falls down. down. He pulls, he pulls the slowest punches. There's, there's a scene in this upcoming fight where, where our hero gets thrown over a like on a, a concrete embankment mm -hmm. that looks like they're on a bridge. So you assume that he was thrown to his death, and it turns out that it was just like. Over a it was just parking. Like, yeah, it was just a little parking. Like a jersey, block. Uh, it was just a Jersey barrier. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, and so he's just like, oh, and then the our big Jason And then Jason the most predictable guy, thing, that the Jason character walks over to it, and he just jumps up and clocks him. Like, <laughs> just knocks him over. You're like, all right, just jump up and punch him. And he did. And I'm not really good at calling things a lot. But it's like, even I saw that one coming. It was just like, eh. Yeah. That was... Uh, Stupidest fight. Meanwhile, <laughs> this whole fight, Felix is just standing there. Oh, my God. Oh, hold on. But we, we did skip over something important. Oh, okay. We skipped over... Of course over, we did. Yeah, well... Something but, very important. So, well, it's important in that it's the, the second time we get to see the big arm. So oh, our, yeah. <laughs> So our... The cyborg that we're, that we're rooting for... He uh, they he goes up to the the doctor and Z yep. and says, "Well, help me, blah blah blah." And then Z's like, "Yeah, I can totally help you. We've <laughs> done it a lot." And the doctor's like, "No, we can't. It's gone too far. You're gonna melt down, and there's nothing we can do about it. Sorry, buddy." And he goes, "Is that true?" And he's like, "Yep, yep." And uh, he did this to you, so uh, maybe kill him. And he's like, "What?" So he gets big stretchy arm, grabs him by the neck, picks him up. And drops him. <laughs> That's it. He just drops him. He just drops him. From like, no. I don't know. Seven feet? Maybe less. <laughs> he, I mean, not enough to not enough to kill him, not enough to injure him. Again with the stretchy arm. Because the second time that it's happened, the whole thing. Like, it would have been neat to see stretch arms in fights. I, you know, or like both arms stretch out and they start spinning <laughs> around. <laughs> Such lost potential. You know, I, I feel like I feel like you were in the writers' room for Nightmare on Elm Street one, and you were like, <laughs> "Okay, guys, I know how I know how scary all of this movie is, but you know what's really scary? Big Long fucking dumb-looking arms. <laughs> oh boy, when once you see these dumb-looking arms, that's gonna freak everybody out. And you're like, get it? And they're like, get out. And I'm like, fine. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to my buddy Tim's house, and we're gonna mute. mute. We're gonna make on this. <laughs> we're gonna make this movie that's gonna be way more successful. It's called Mutant hunt <laughs> we'll show you we'll show all of you it reminds me of a it's one of those things like a evening with kevin smith where he's talking about that producer that <laughs> wanted spiders and everything yes. he's, gotta, he's just like this one producer like all right i'm gonna do your movie but stretchy you gotta arms. have stretchy arms <laughs> get out uh i would definitely fire that guy i need those stretch arms i really feel like somebody should have mentioned that in nightmare like just just cut that one scene just yeah, like, like literally, you have a perfect movie, and then you get these goofy arms. Like, almost perfect movie. And then goofball arms. I like the goofball arms. Of course you do. Ah, goofball arms I'm make me so like mad. <laughs> like, you can see where the where strings are. The, yes! <laughs> ah, ah, it's boy. weird, because it's a dream. It is Okay, it's weird, because it's a dream. You know what? I take it back. I like it, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, so now, okay, now we're past the Stretch Armstrong part, and we've got, uh, the okay. Delta-8 fighting, oh no, did we miss something else? No, we didn't. Okay. Uh, Delta-8, uh, Felix is just standing there during this giant battle Oh my with the god, Delta literally with his arms crossed. His arms crossed, he's just watching everything, doing nothing, and they're getting beat up. They're getting, they're getting fucking their, They're getting their licks in, but they're getting, and then all of a sudden, the, the female doctor there, uh, Fahey's sister... Just comes out with a gun and just boop, oh, shoots the, Delta Eight. By the way, you can just kill them. Yeah, well, like, I'm just like sitting there, like, why didn't she do that in the beginning of this fight? She just watched. She, she, she watched Felix stand around doing nothing. She and this her is, friend get the tar punched out of him. This is the thing that, like, this whole movie, just in general, it is the base flaw of the entire movie. These are supposed is, to be unstoppable <laughs> killing machines. They that, talk. Ad nauseum through this movie about how tough and indestructible these robots are. One arrow. 
one bullet, yeah. one laser blast, one uh, javelin, a kick, one, a, like, and one of them just slaps the head off another one. Yeah. Like, in the beginning, it just literally is like, ah, I don't like the way your face looks. Boom. And his <laughs> head just rolls right off. And he's like, got no head. So, so eventually, that I mean, and that's it. Oh, no, but really important plot point that we're missing. Remember when his hand starts to glow? And then the oh, robot says, right. look out look for, out his, for hand. his hand. And then they shoot him, and we never, we never find, find out, out what his what the fucking hand does. does. That's right. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, so, so after that, we, we've got the Delta-8 kill. That's the big bad. He's gone. The other one's a toast. Uh, the only person... Domina's just disappeared. She got naked with Delta-8, and she just walked out of the movie. Yeah. She just went home. Um, so we, she's, she's just gone. She's gone. We never... We, we never there's no her. resolution for her. Ever. Fuck. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna get naked, send out the Delta A, and I mean, I'm going out for coffee. I okay, so I also assume that she's going to die. I feel like her addiction to Euphoron, if she doesn't get it, it kills her, and they just never mentioned that. Because she says, This is our last night, let's use it. I assume that she dies. That's my guess. You're giving it a lot of credit. I am giving it way too much credit. I'm sorry. I think <laughs> so. they probably just. I think they probably tacked that in after they edited the whole thing together and went, oh shit, what happened to this character? Yeah, and then they were like, how about we shoot a scene where she says, this is our last night, let's make it... <laughs> uh. So anyway, the big bad's gone. Domino's disappeared. The only the only baddie left is Z, who yes. is laying on the ground, all hurting yep. from his five-foot drop from yes. robo-arm there. And I love it. Uh, <clears throat> R- R- Riker takes out... R- Riker mm. looks at him and he's just like... I'm not going to take out a bad guy when he's down. And then he points together, the hell I'm not. Doom! And then, <laughs> and then he roasts this incapacitated man alive. Burns him alive. Burns him alive while, <laughs> while Z is making like legitimate kipper kid noises. He's legitimately going, <laughs> as he burns alive. <laughs> and then cut to a little girl. Oh, no, wait, wait. Nope. But first, another point that I wanted to make, like, they... they Acted like it was all fixed. Like we did it. We killed Z. We stopped the. But they've already shipped out all those. All the yeah. Uber the world is going the, to the, end. The world's going to end. But they don't. They're just like yeah. All resolved. Good enough. Good enough. Well, I mean. That's what I thought. Like hold on, hold on. Uh, I, I'm gonna say that I think that little bug that blew up that level mm-hmm. of that building took out all of the. All of the stuff. Oh, yeah. That's very perceptive. I missed that. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I think that when that little bug stuck into that innocent dude's neck who was just carrying a box mm-hmm. and then blew up the entire yep. level of the building. That stopped the whole yeah. output shipping. Because I think she was like, she was looking to get some of that euphoron. She's like, how much, they didn't blow up the whole place. How much is left? And he was like, six ounces? <laughs> and she's like, okay, get me that six ounces. <laughs> stick it in my ear. Yep. Okay. So yeah, then we cut to the again with that <laughs> Annabelle, get home. It's yep. 2 that, that same bizarre little scene there, and it's a little girl sitting on, oh my god, definitely getting hookworm or something from sitting on that fucking street. <laughs> that street looks disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and so she's sitting there and looking at one of the cyborgs, 
who's clearly like melted into the wall. He's or? like, I don't. He's missing his legs or torso or something. He like he's trying to put himself back together, but he's clearly so little of a threat. Like even this little girl is laughing, at, laughing him. at him. Like she's like, <laughs> you know, you're really bad at killing people. Even when you had legs, I could just run away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, dumb yeah. robot. <laughs> she's literally just like laughing at him and mocking him and. Uh, and then it's like, because we know that she's not in any danger. Yep. Uh, it cuts back to our heroes walking around on that Pink Floyd album cover. Yep. And then it ends. Yeah. And, and that is Mutant Hunt. And that, my friends, is Mutant Hunt. Um, I, yeah. I appreciate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly can't. I'm probably never going to watch it again. I can understand that. This is not. This I've is, never watched it before doing this. This was your pick. Yes. I've never, I watched it to do this. Uh, and like I said, it's 75 minutes long. Yeah. It feels like three hours at times. Because the dialogue, like, there's, there's so much talky parts with nothing interesting being said at all. And just like no music playing, just Spartan, they're yeah. just black oh, behind absolutely. them. There's nothing to look at. It's Oh, it, it's so darkly <clears throat> shot. Like the color balance is all fucked up. But this is the thing. This is one of those movies that is like i love movies where it just has parts that shock you where mm -hmm. you're just like i can't believe i just saw this insanity in a movie i can't believe they just said space shuttle sex murders <laughs> you know like the guy's got a stretchy arm and like yeah. the melting face and like uh, there's so many nutso parts of this movie i think it's a great movie to see once yes i think it's the kind of thing that people need to watch if they like these kinds of crappy movies mm -hmm. and I absolutely love this movie. It's my fault. Yeah. It's and it's Michelle's, Michelle's fault. Uh, Michelle really <laughs> dug this. We watched it one night, and so she bought a copy of it. And I was like, you I saw it on, this? Yeah. And I saw it on the shelf, and I was like, I remember that thing being insane. Let's do that before I had watched it again. And I, 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 told I got the Matt, full moon free trial here. So uh, that's great. As long as I cancel in six days, I haven't paid a dime for this. <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of stuff on there. I might. There's so much stuff you Sharkinsaw's Women's Prison Women's Prison I got that down last night too. That was that was a blend. That was another Winorski. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, so this one, um, I feel yes, it's got great parts. It does. I feel as a horror movie of this kind of sort, it falls in the gore. Yeah. Despite it the box does. saying it's too gory for the, like I said, half the people don't die. It's, it falls mm. short on the sleaze factor, despite yep. putting us into so many sleazy situations. It, it, it really is. It's it's interesting how it just like it it tees these things up. Yeah. And like and then it's like just kidding. <laughs> uh, the stretchy arm's cool. Again, the uh, the broken robot looked fantastic. It, and also again The music it's another movie that has Sergeant Kabuki Man in it. Yes. That isn't Sergeant Kabuki Man. Mm -hmm. You've gotta rare. love that. <laughs> The music, uh, on, uh, the music totally reminded me of like Double Dragon, like, yeah, or, or old NES games. Like it's not chip, absolutely it's not chip tune, but it is in that spirit, right? It's exactly. just got those loops. Oh yeah, it's like it's really like Streets of Rage. You're yeah. like watching Streets of Rage, it's the motion music. picture. Yeah, when there is music playing, when there is not just <laughs> dead air and shitty dialogue. Yeah, the, but that last riff is repeated ad nauseum. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the, the me and the boys riff is like constant. <laughs> it never resolves. But you know what? 
I like terrible movies, and I like this terrible movie. <laughs> oh, it is New York. Of course it is. Uh, the box. Oh, New, it New actually York. says New York. New York, the 21st century. It's open season on cyborgs. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was shot in New York. I just, <laughs> I just assumed that they would have had a better name for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, there it is. That is Mutant Hunt. Mutant Hunt. So we have described every last second of Mutant Hunt. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that you watch this terrible movie. I'm going to uh, I'm going to go to my my full moon distributor and I'm going to get a bunch of copies of it and bring them in store. I think I'm going to try to do that for a bunch of stuff. Go to the shop and buy the music. So that we literally have the the dumb movies that we do. I mean, you're here to tell you the whole movie. Why don't you there, go watch it now? There literally is no reason to watch the movie now. <laughs> we have told you everything good about it. Um, I think <laughs> that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace.